you actually used to watch that show? Yeah. A cartoon? Yeah, yeah. I watched it on Adult Swim. I, I'm sh- certain I've seen all the episodes, but I really don't remember very many of them. Because that was back when you couldn't, like, binge it. It's like, you have to wait till it's on the TV. Like, one episode a night. So who can remember anything? So, like, one of my big questions here was, uh, I thought they had a kid that hung out with their team. Yeah. On the cartoon, didn't they? They did. Is that not in the TV show? It's in the TV they show. It with the dog, oh, or did they have the dog, too? They had the dog in the anime as well, and I didn't watch the live-action show. But I, oh, I, I thought you know. watched all of that and no, said it was terrible. I watched one episode, and I'm like, okay, I don't give a shit. I just wanted to see what it looked oh. like. I only watched the one episode. Yeah, I never, I've never checked that out either. Okay. I love, I love that guy's hair in it, though. It's so poofy. Yeah, he does have poofy hair. Very jealous. Yeah. Yeah, my hair doesn't do that. Just flat. I have to frizz it out yeah. and hairspray it if I wanted to. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop. That covers all my Cowboy <laughs> yep. Bebop. Right. No, I was going to, I was, I thought you'd watched that entire series. So I was going to ask you if this was just an episode straight from that or if this was like an original thing for the comic, but probably don't really know no I, I i don't know i mean i didn't recognize it from the anime but i have no idea what else happened on the show okay so that melville yeah. character wasn't like a recurring guy or anything not that i know of canon not that i know of oh so how's it going with your uh job thing did you get that job or whatever you're doing did. that's good and it pays me it pays me a lot more than uh my live nation gigs so this is cool oh man that's cool, yeah. yeah. Fuck Live Nation. Although, although I probably have to work a lot harder and do a lot more because it's a very, very small crew here. Uh, so he's like, yeah, we're just going to have you kind of unload the truck and kind of help set up. I'm like, oh, shit. I've, I've never done stagehand stuff except for like the occasional one or two times when we just needed extra bodies. But yeah, I'll be doing that regularly. Huh. They don't really need security there because it's not really a kind of venue where they have any sort of rowdier shows with crowd surfing. It's all like older people coming to watch shitty kind of older washed up acts from like 30 years ago. So I I occasionally may have to just usher people to seats and maybe ask some people to like sit down if they're obstructing others' views. And that's the extent of security. Okay, that's not too bad. But yeah, like during the weekdays when there aren't shows, I can go in at noon and uh, sell box office, work the box office, sell tickets for upcoming gigs if I want it. So it's pretty cool. I mean, hopefully this works out nicely. I mean, it's right down the street. It's like 10 minutes away. Yeah, that's that. yeah, that's another big plus. <laughs> that alone, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like the 45 minute drive. Right. Once, once it starts snowing and shit up here, I'll be working there infinitely more, I think. Yeah. Did you uh, see anything about the old mill kind of right down there and across from the loft? It got caught on fire on Friday Oh, night. yeah, I did. That's pretty funny. It burned for like six hours. Nice. They had to call in all kinds of different fire departments from around the area. That's pretty funny. They've got, the, they've got uh, I don't know what that road is. Is that Main Street? Yeah, it's yeah. It's blocked off now and Water closed Street, because yeah. they're still, yeah. Those cunts always closing roads over there. Yeah. Sort pisses your me fire off. rubble out elsewhere, motherfuckers. Yeah, that, that pissed me off because like they closed down the one street downtown for 
during the summer for outdoor seating. So I would always like, I, cause I live like on that street. So I'd constantly have to go around and shit. And it, it was so yeah. fucking annoying. I hated that. <laughs> the stupid cunts. I don't give a sh- Just I sit forget- inside. I don't care I- anymore. I forgot all about them doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. fucking annoying. Just like every summer. All right. Anyway, um, ready to get this train on the tracks. Ready to get this bebop into space. Do you, a, do you have a spacecraft noise? No. Oh shit. Perfect. There it is. Noise? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Jurassic at Black Tongues Comics. It's Dave. And I'm Donnie. This week, we're talking about Nightman, um, 60 Minute Man. We're talking about Cowboy Bebop, the comic based on the live action show, and Animorphs, uh, Volume 1. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. Action packed episode. It what is, a return. Yeah. Right. I wish we could uh, freeze time so that we have more time to talk about all these things, right? Yeah. Nightman. Perfect. Nighthawk. This is Nightman, 60 Minute Man, and uh, probably the most confusing episode I think I've Good. ever seen. I, I'm glad. All right. So that was my immediate note, too. <laughs> I'm glad you also thought that. I don't understand the nature. I don't understand the villain. I don't understand the nature of his powers. And I don't understand his plan. It just doesn't seem to make any sense. And None of it. Yeah, it was this is a very bizarre episode. This is this is like the weirdest of the weirdest for the story. It's it just it makes no sense at all. I have it the writing is crazy on this one. I have no so, idea what what happened. So it's like a time-traveling alien from outer space. He lands on the planet Earth and he says that like his one weakness and the one reason he keeps coming back to Earth is because he loves Earth women and so he's just trying to get his dick wet basically. But the very first thing he does is he robs a, a an armored bank truck who's delivering money to a casino or something. Uh, my note is like, why in the fuck does a time-traveling alien need Earth dollars? That makes no fucking sense. But apparently it was all a big part of his plan to frame Nightman and make him look like a bad guy. And I don't understand any of like his plan yeah. to frame Nightman or how he knew who Nightman was and where to get his suits. And how to frame him, like, every single thing of this. I have questions just about all of it. I didn't understand a single part of this. No, I didn't either. This this episode is, like, it was beyond stupid. It's, it was I, crazy. I thought I missed, like, a giant 20-minute chunk of explanation somewhere. I'm like, I, I know I haven't turned this off. I've been paying attention to it the whole time. How the fuck is any of this happening? I couldn't figure it out. I, I really don't know. So, okay. He has the power to stop time, but he has a, a watch and the watch, like it can only stop time for 60 minutes he only, or a day or total like, or. So he explains he's a time traveler, but there's a, a weird time vortex thing for when he travels through time and it allows him an extra 60 minutes. It's kind of like a layover time that he has when he travels back to Earth. Where he has like an extra 60 minute layover that he just has to kill that time somehow by living his life on Earth while freezing up to 60 minutes before 
he goes back to his time, I, I guess. Oh. So he's just kind of like dicking around for a day or something? That's how I interpreted it. <laughs> <laughs> well then, and then like, at the, this is the very end of the episode, which made things much more confusing. And he, So he's trying to frame Johnny by like making Johnny show up together with him to make variety think Johnny's the bad guy just by Johnny being in a place next to the bad guy, not necessarily doing something bad, but I mean, I guess that's enough. So, Uh, so along with that though, like uh, the, the lady, he was trying to fuck the entire episode. He's like, Hey, you want to help me with this plan? I'm going to threaten to kill you. And then he actually like almost threatens to kill her with this like giant, like evil, like it looks like a Riddler from like, the Jim Carrey ruler like setup. Yeah. It's it's like some kind of like electrical wiring, like I don't fucking I don't even know what the fuck any of it was or was supposed to do. But he's got like this damsel in distress who he's like lowering into this like electric current that's gonna like fucking kill her or something. And I don't know when he created or built all of this and put it together, but it was all like the master plan to like frame Johnny and make him look like an asshole, even though like all the cops walk in while he himself is still there and he's clearly the one lowering the woman into this contraption. I so none of it. Like I don't understand. <laughs> what the fuck? What yeah, there, the there's a lot going reveal? on with like, this villain. I need more like backstory for this villain and to understand like what the fuck is his deal. Why does he give so much of a shit about Johnny? I don't understand his motivation or anything. Like um I don't even understand how he discovered Nightman was a thing. Like, he transports there, and the very first thing he does is he robs an armored truck, and then he stops time, and he whispers to that lady, he's like, oh, oh you yeah. want me, you can't resist me. And, like, that, he's, so apparently he also somehow has, like, some kind of, like, persuasive mind control power. Because yeah, that was weird, The very next too. thing is, they're in the limo together, and she's, like, completely, like, all over his nuts. Like, without even, like, reacting, like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Like, yeah, and he he makes Variety forget about seeing him, too, as well. So it's like, why why doesn't he just do that more, like, when he's in a jam? I, I don't I don't get it, man. This this episode is fucked. But, okay, and then at the, at the end, uh, Johnny, like, stops him or something from uh, going back or doing what he needs to do to, to, like, touch his watch or whatever the fuck he has to do. And so Johnny's like, all right, here's what we got to do. You got to send me back to the moment that I called Variety on the phone at the beginning of the episode. And then he just does it, and then he's gone. And I don't know why he doesn't just do that, like, earlier. Or, like, just lie and be like, yeah, totally, I'll do that. And then just, like, go back to five minutes ago and just blast Johnny in the back of the head or something. I I feel like there's a lot of ways that that villain could have gotten out of that jam there was a lot of wiggle room for a loophole or a betrayal but <laughs> yeah. yeah he was true to his word for some reason he, he was yeah i don't know why but yeah that was really weird um but yeah the villain just the the whole nightman and the villain plot just makes zero sense but nightman won in the end so i guess i i don't know i mean did he i mean i guess that guy erased his time there this guy basically just erased the entire episode so yeah it was a right completely pointless fucking episode <laughs> because in the end of it like every single thing that happened throughout the course of this episode was erased and so who the fuck this was i don't yeah. know this episode this, was this so one, bad this one like was this. just really bad 
Yeah, this this wasn't this wasn't like as fun bad as it could have been. But they had some like good stuff. There's the first scene is a robbery, like a a truck uh robbery or something and nightman is somehow like it's a truck full of stolen tvs and so, for some reason nightman gives a shit and is like chasing this truck and uh one of the fake robbery guys says finish him like mortal Kombat." that was pretty cool that was cool um and then at some point like johnny's calling variety on the phone as nightman and variety yeah. doesn't recognize his yeah voice. i that's my <laughs> last note on this like... episode was he really <laughs> needs to start like using some kind of voice modifier on these phone conversations with her like Just it's do clear a as fucking thing. day like oh hey john oh whoops, yeah. no you're right man okay it's like no th- this is nightman this isn't johnny domino i don't gotta, know who he is put... but i hear he's awesome just do like a stupid Batman voice, like in those Christian Bale ones. Just like make your voice deep and retarded sounding. Another weird thing about this episode is uh, Raleigh appears to be managing the House of Soul. So I guess he just owns it now. Um, since Jessica left, he appeared to be like figuring out like who to put on stage and like how to fill time and shit. Well, we had, an really episode, about it. we had an episode earlier on this season where New Raleigh somehow took over the, like the management side of it. Oh, did and, we? Uh, yeah. So, so okay. yeah. But like, that guy starts doing mind control messages to Johnny, revealing his big master <laughs> yeah. plan, which is what Johnny like originally causes him to like get his bad vibe reading on him and like chase him down. And uh, so Johnny Domino plays one song, and then Raleigh, New Raleigh, is like, "Oh no, Johnny, one song set. Come on, man, that's yeah. not cool. These people are here <laughs> to see you." And then he goes up to the uh, singer who's back in this episode, and he's like, "Hey, uh, could you fill for some time for me? We need a cover." She's right, like, yeah, "Yeah, cool." <laughs> he's like, "Does anyone care about that? This is a business I'm trying to run." I'm like, ah, nice job, me, Raleigh. Yeah, he's like the boss now. I miss Jessica. Me too. The other thing about Raleigh is he keeps like talking about sunspots, which I guess is supposed to explain the help explain the alien or something. But I don't understand the connection either. But he's telling Johnny like Johnny's like, oh, yeah, my phone isn't working or something like that. And then Raleigh's like, oh, yeah, it's sunspots. And Johnny's being a fucking boomer about the technology. He's like, well, maybe uh, maybe we shouldn't rely on all this technology with the sunspots will fuck it up. He's like really incredulous about it and being a total asshole. And it's like, dude, your entire nightman suit is like high technology. <laughs> like it, you're like 100 percent like head to toe in technology when you wear the white man or the nightman suit. What an asshole. I mean, maybe that's why it's making him nervous. He has no power maybe. without that. That's true. All right, what else do you have? That's actually all I had about this, I oh, think. Okay, I had a bunch. Yeah. All so right, uh, we, got, we got the return of the uh, coming up on this week's episode clip at the very beginning. That yeah, we neat. did. I like that. It's two in a row, I think. We got we, the. We, uh, we go from two seasons of never having one of those to two in a row. That's weird. I like it. It's fun. We also got the next time on at the end, which is about a train, I think, because I wrote Hell on Wheels on the next Nightman next week. I don't remember what it was, but... Oh, I I must have turned it off and cut out of it before oh, I got man. to that. There's going to be a train next week. Oh. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Him and Bill yeah. it together. It's a dream team. Right. Can't wait. All um, right. What else you got? Okay. So that guy at the very beginning driving the semi-truck, he's, he picks up the phone, he calls this number, and he tells him, he's like, yeah... I got a truck full of big screen TVs. It's worth 50 big ones. 
is 50 big ones supposed to be like 50 grand? Because like even so. in 1997, I can't imagine big screen TVs going for that fucking much. That seems like way, way, way too generous of a ballpark estimate. Well, it was a semi-truck of big screen TVs, though. An 18-wheeler. It's a lot of big screen TVs. They were a lot bigger, though, back then, so you probably can't fit as many as you can today. True. But st- even still. All they were right, expensive back then. Uh, that seemed like a, a gross over-exaggeration on the amount. I got but- $1 billion of big screen TVs <laughs> in my <laughs> truck. Yeah, that's more accurate. Just say that. I don't care. <laughs> I like that uh, that guy, he got $10,000 to let the uh, the muscle guy of that bad guy crew just beat oh, yeah. the shit out of him. <laughs> and then that's when Nightman shows up and he's like, I'm your conscience now. He scares him with threatening to murder him and his family. And that's why he calls Briny <laughs> to like turn in the money and tell Anark. That is pretty funny. So Nightman apparently got a new third suit, which I think is yeah. new. Like he, he normally typically has the one that he keeps in uh, his and New Raleigh's love loft in the, like just right there in the open. That's the number one suit that he always wears. And then the number two one was the one from the saxophone case in the fake compartment on the nightmobile. But in this episode, the, the fucking time traveler guy, what was his name? Pentecost? Pentecost, maybe? I think is what they were calling him. But that guy somehow, originally when he goes to the house of soul, and uh, Johnny does that one song set like he leaves because that guy like reveals a plan to him and he steals two of the extra nightman suits and he like stages them in this lair and he calls all the cops and there's like all the money that he stole from that bank robbery at the very beginning of the episode. And they're like, oh, no, Nightman must be a bad guy now. But there are two of his suits sitting there. So where did he and he's still flying around wearing one. So he. Somehow, over yeah. the time, the episode got a third suit. Yeah, I guess he just, they're just making more. Hmm. Mass production, almost. And then, anyway. and then this might be one of the biggest callbacks here. Uh, Bryony takes the two, uh, the two new suits and she turns them into a lab scientist. And she's telling him to like swab them everywhere for every little drop of DNA he can oh, find. Yeah. And uh, this guy, he pulls out his phone and starts making a phone call as soon as she leaves his lab. And uh, he says he's talking to someone named Chuck. And I'm wondering, is that supposed to be like a little callback to Charlie, like a nod to him? Are we actually supposed to believe that he's calling his actual boss Charlie? I hope so. That'd be cool. Like that would be cool. He's never he's never going to return this season, unfortunately. But that'd be cool if they at least acknowledge that he was a character. It's got to be Charlie they're talking to. Oh, nice little Easter egg there. Yeah. Those diehard yeah. fans will catch it. Right. Damn. Um, That Pentecost guy, when he first gets to the house of soul, gets introduced to Johnny. He requests him to play a song called Too Close to the Sun. And when they go back to the house of soul after that fake suit setup scheme of his, uh, the girl singer is now on stage and she is singing that Too Close to the Sun song. But he requested it from Johnny Domino, not from that girl. So I have no idea how the fuck she knew to play that song for him. That part confused me. That was it. There have been bad episodes before. 
but this one, none of them have like left me so confused. I didn't, I didn't like this one at all. Yeah, I wasn't into it. It was uh very confusing. Next week will be better because we'll have a train. So I guess that's all we have for Nightman. Then, do you want to move on to? What do you want to move on to? What's a good thing here? Speaking of speaking of um, trains and bebops, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Okay, Cowboy Bebop, the comic book based on the live action TV show. Pretty weird. Really, this felt a lot more like the anime, and I didn't really hate this one. Um, I thought it was all right. I it didn't bother me. It seemed like goofy enough, and for to be a cowboy bebop thing. Um, it had the same tone as I remember from the anime of like them solving some stupid space mystery and not having money. And if, if there were audio to the comic book, they'd be listening to like jazz music and shit and smoking. They were smoking cigarettes already, but yes, you would see the smoke billowing. Right. He looks yeah. super cool. He always smokes. cigarettes too. It is very cool. I do like that. It's got to do it. Cool. Does that weird like finger pose when he does it? That was cool. Yeah, it's awesome. With his gorgeous poofy hair. That's the parts I like about Cowboy Bebop. Cigarettes and poofy yeah. hair. Right. Jazz. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, dude, we had a way better transition. Speaking of jazz musicians. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Johnny Domino would have been right at home in this comic book. Yeah. Space. Space Nightman, blowing sex. Anyway, uh, so okay. First of all, um, in the cover and like the variant covers and shit, they're clearly just drawing like the actors from the show. Like, it's like it's clearly uh, Harold from Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, I mean, I think it was issue two or issue three. Like, I thought it was a, I thought it was an actual like uh, advertising poster from the show that they just put right there in it. Like it didn't oh, even look yeah. like it was animated. It looked like it was directly the advertisement from the show itself. They they had that in there too, but the, the covers that they did were like clearly drawn and uh, just based on the actors, which was pretty funny. But they kind of drop it as soon as you get into the story. They're like, okay, that's too much detail. Like we just just draw them, like make it shorter. I really I cheaper. really liked. I also liked that uh, they opened each issue. With like 12 fucking pages just worth of these animations of each different character from the show. That really killed time. I liked that. It was cool. Yeah. The the bad guy in this, uh, Melville, he has like domino powers from this like funny vest that he has, (laughs) which turned out to be fake later, but it was still kind of a fun idea. So everyone's trying to get this vest. A quantum vest. Right. Yeah. It's cool. I wish they would have just called it the Domino Vest, though. Yeah, Domino Vest. This is a comic book. We all know. Yeah, and like Jet kills uh, um, kills a guy who kills a dog like John Wick. That was pretty cool. That I, was another standout to me. Yeah, that was, that was my big note at the very end was he killed that Faso <laughs> guy for killing the dog ZZ. Which yeah, that guy was a fucking dick. Like, <laughs> Fuck that guy. He yeah, why is he just coming in killing dogs? Like, what a fucking asshole. Fucking monster. Like it Way was over fine. The top. <laughs> it was fine. You killed the old like syndicate guys. That's yeah. fine. Who well, cares? Holy shit! What a fucking monster! He killed the puppy. Yeah, that's crazy. 
No, this this was surprisingly good though. I mean, I I didn't hate this at all. What else did you have about this? Uh, so in the issue two, they go to that guy's home moon base planet. Um, and Spike is like, "Hey, so is this guy associated with this syndicate? He keep, he keeps talking about the syndicate, and the syndicate are trying to get this vest for different reasons yeah. than the cops." But uh, was Spike a part of the syndicate as well? Because he's he talks to the the old partner uh, Ishmael, and he's like, "How'd you get out?" He starts going into it. So he was he was originally a syndicate guy on the anime. Is that? I think so. I I don't really remember the whole thing, but yeah, it sounds right. I guess that would explain why he's such a badass. Yeah, he does do a lot of cool karate. He is man. He's like he is space nightman basically. Yeah. Yes. Um, we have a possible title episode here. Okay. And my new possible euphemism. Uh, when they get on that moon planet, Spike immediately starts walking away, and he says he's going to take the swordfish for a spin, which sounds way more like he's just going to go jack off in public than it does like he's going to go piss behind a bush. Yeah, that does. Yeah, you don't want to like. Well, even spinning your dick doesn't really sound like it doesn't sound appropriate. To, it's closer to jerking off than pissing, though. Yes, I'll give you that. Yeah, I've no, you don't want to spin your dick mid piss. Like you're gonna cover yourself. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah, it is, but it's cool. It's funny. Sounds like he's gonna go helicopter it while he's jerking off, which just doesn't sound appropriate at all. Doesn't sound practical either. Is the big problem. How are you going to spin it and jerk it off at the same time? Doesn't make sense. Yeah, that makes that doesn't help you neither war. I mean, no. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I mean, it was solid. I didn't it hate was. it. it. Yeah. Having it was... never, having never really watched the show or or the anime, and not knowing anything about this, it was fine enough. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought it would be much more terrible than it was. So cool. It was quick and painless. It was, yeah, that too. I did find a review too. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. Haven't heard that for a while. No, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. All right, this is four stars, a great addition to the Bebop universe. This adaptation is a standalone side story to accompany the live action Netflix series. So standalone, I guess this guy has the answer. Cowboy Bebop. Um, And then there's a couple paragraphs saying what happens. And then the last paragraph is there are perfect moments of humor here and there to break the tension of this rather serious side story. It is action packed, target focused, well-rounded and quite an interesting tale. I'll even go so far as to admit that it made me tear up a bit with its powerful pathos, a Uh, great addition to the bebop universe. (laughs) Did you tear up? I teared up with pride when uh, Jet murdered the guy who talked about killing the dog. Yeah, that was cool. Good move, Jet. You're my new favorite character in this series. Yeah. Because before that, it was a toss-up between, between what was Faye the dog's and... name, Zen? Oh, Ian, like, I think. See, okay. Yeah, Ian and Faye. Yeah. Because Faye was the only one who figured out this whole fake lucky vest thing the domino vest yeah but she had bigger tits in the anime 
which which is the elephant in the room. Hmm. You would Speaking you of, would think they'd uh, <laughs> enhance those for the comic book. You would think, yeah, because in the anime they were huge, right? I so, don't know. Well, they were. That was like that was like the big draw. Oh shit! Yeah, I'll start checking this but, out now. Speaking of elephants in the room. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Animorphs. There's an elephant was, in a room in this. That too. was the best one you will ever have. <laughs> yeah. Better quit now. Animorphs, though, is a uh, that the, we're we're finally here. So this is where Nightman gets its or this is this was inspired by Nightman. Yeah, uh, all these on. rules and shit. Yeah, I gotta get it right. Last week's Nightman episode. Right, yeah. Go back, everyone, and check the archive to hear us talk about last week's episode after you listen to our wrap-up of the Animorphs, now that I understand what Animorphs are. Yeah, what do you think of Animorphs? Pretty so, great, right? So wait, was this like a cartoon series? So Okay, it was a... No, it was a, a book, like with just words and not pictures. And oh, then... Um, what kind of book yeah. is that? And it was like a whole book series, too, that I read a lot of when I was like a child, uh, they had that. And then I, there's like a Nickelodeon, like live action adaptation TV show as well. I don't know how long that one ran. Um, hmm. I think I, I feel like I only watched a couple episodes, 25 episodes. Is that, Oh, two seasons, 25 episodes. Just as long as Nightman. So after the Nightman weekly review, bless mm-hmm. out the Animorphs. There we go. Maybe we should. Yeah. Fill all the time we need. <laughs> all the yeah, right. All the weird '90s stuff. Yeah, the show was '98, so this was like the same time as Nightman. So what? What did you think? Is this? Uh, is this? Is this your shit now too? It was okay. It was extremely long. Uh, I was not expecting it to go on for as long as it kept going on for. Yeah, I guess that's but, true. But yeah, it was fine. Yerks. Yerks are bad and Andalites are good. That was, right. That was my first note. That's your that's your that's a good takeaway to have. I forgot yeah. about all the goofy like names and shit in this. Cause they're also like naming the other like monster races that the Yerks are in. And like I had no memory of that at all. But that was that was interesting. Um and according to uh reviews, I, I found a review that's super long and this guy has like major autism about animorphs and according to him uh the the uh weird alien races were in the book and, and the comic doesn't do it justice so we'll get into more detail about that mm. later but yeah so they they're they're doing the introduction and I kind of they kind of took like the words right from the book that I kind of remember or they or at least close enough to where I'm like oh yeah I remember reading that that's weird but yeah, they say they might be in our town, Dave. That's pretty cool. They it might could be, be. They might be a neighbor of yours. They could, be, could in, be a controller in my you. head. Yeah. They can't tell you where they, oh, they are. Oh, shit. Wait, maybe that's why you're going to be singing the praises of this book as highly as you will be, because you've uh, got a controller inside your mind, and they're maybe. forcing you to. <laughs> could be, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. If you, so everyone least, likes this if book. you don't at least criticize one part of this book, then it's clear as day you're one of them. You join that weird religious cult shit, the sharing, you're a part of it. Yeah, I forgot about the weird cult like youth group thing 
youth groups are pretty weird, like in general, but that's even weirder. So I guess like if there, if anybody wants to go to a youth group and recruit people, that would, that's, that's sus. You gotta, that guy's the imposter. Obviously. Right. Like what, what star fucking high school athlete just quits playing basketball so he can hang out at his church group every fucking day after school instead. Clearly, likes- like, all throughout this book, like, they telegraphed the shit out of that. I kept writing yeah. notes. I was like, oh, clearly this fucking guy has obviously been possessed by these fucking things. Why the fuck would he give up all that, like, high school pussy he's probably getting to uh, stop playing basketball on the school team and leading the charge on the fucking basketball? Basketball school is shit. He's probably fucking king of that fucking school. And he just gives it up to go to the fucking church group after school? Fuck, this guy's clearly an imposter. All throughout the book, I just kept making notes about what a fucking imposter he was. And then finally, that cunt fucking Marco had to steal my thunder and point it out and get it right. I'm like, fuck you, Marco. Marco was a total cunt, by the way. Like, as oh. that fucking alien guy is just dying and getting executed by the other aliens, this cunt is fucking cracking jokes about the entire execution. Fuck this guy. It's pretty funny. What was this they joke? Were, they were, they were good joke. jokes. They were fucking shit jokes. If they were funny, it would have been cool. He would have been my favorite character. Clearly, they didn't hit with me. That's why I okay. think he's such a twat. It's just not your sense of humor. Marco's fucking funny. He's cool. Jake was a total dick for punching him in the face when uh, he suggested that his brother is a controller. It was so obvious. I thought that was a huge overreaction, the punch in the face. It's like, hey, uh, maybe your brother is a controller. He's like in some weird like church group. Which, uh, and he quit the basketball team and it all makes sense. And then just punch right there. Just uh, zero to a hundred real quick with Jake. He has some issues, some anger issues. He's the team leader. He doesn't need to be calm, cool, and collected. <laughs> he, just... <laughs> he needs to take charge at a moment's notice, no matter what the overreaction is. Rule with an iron fist. Yes. That's <laughs> like a true team leader does. Yeah. You bring your, you bring everyone together through fear. And violence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes sense. That's why he was my right. favorite. He was cool, yeah. But Marco has that gorilla form. That's pretty fun. So so I have lots of lots okay. of issues with that. Okay, let's, so, let's hear this. Alright, uh so this which girl it was Cassie. Her mom yeah. works at the zoo, so she gets access to that. She sneaks all her friends in there and like, hey, we're just going to absorb every fucking animal we can find because we're getting ready to go into this massive base of theirs and we want as many heavy hitters as we can possibly get our hands on. So that's our initial game plan. <clears throat> Instantly, yeah. like some security guards like, hey, you kids should be back here. What the fuck are you doing? And he chases them. And they also run and just spread out and like that blows the entire plan. But. The Jake opens the one door to a rhino cage, and there's a rhino's head right there. He doesn't even fucking bother touching it. Like, a rhino would be a badass motherfucking animal to get the power of. I would go for all the monster killer animals. Like, get the rhino, get the hippo. No one's gonna fuck with a hippo. It was the coolest animals alive. Like, this, instead, he just, like, the one kid touches the gorilla, the other kid who's right next to him. So Marco touches it, Jake is right there with him, but Jake doesn't also touch the gorilla to also get his powers? fucking stupid i've also always had a problem with that yeah just get touch more of that why don't you like touch more animals it doesn't make sense one of them even says we should touch every fucking animal we can find like i don't know which one of them said that but one of them actually says that and then they all go and just each individually touch one different animal a piece 
Why the fuck are you not all touching every single animal that's in this enclosure, you fucking idiots? Yeah. And and I fuck agree. Toby. Fuck Toby. That stupid to- Toby fucking is a cunt. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. That stupid Why motherfucker. Do you hate Toby so, so much? Alright. So he goes to the fucking uh she also Cassie's mom also runs like an animal rescue farm. <laughs> conveniently. Cause what yeah. my first fucking note. My first fucking note after that fucking dead executed alien guy goes over all the fucking rules is how in the fuck are these guys going to get any cool animals that are just like house pets or like maybe a possible like farm animal if uh you have to actually touch these fucking animals where the fuck are they going to find like and then i list all these like cool animals like how the fuck is this going to work out where these assholes are just going to be like puppies and kittens and fucking bunnies and maybe like a fucking spider you like, can touch animals gonna... that's the thing but what's, I, what's the coolest animal you've ever touched? A puppy. So you've never touched anything like bigger than a puppy? I might have touched John's uh uh oh, the snake. His gator the one time. Like I petted that. I think, oh, okay. Maybe. So maybe an alligator, that's a cool one. That's cool. A snake cool. too, yeah. I think he had a snake as well. Yeah, I touched so the all those sti- I don't the snakes aren't that cool though. I don't ew. Yeah, it doesn't seem they as cool. me out some. It's probably not even that poisonous, that one. Yeah, no, I I touched a tiger once that 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 um, tiger temple in um, Thailand. Oh, yeah. I touched a lot oh, yeah, of weird yeah, yeah. animals. You get, the, in Thailand. you get the tigers super tranked up on drugs, and Fuck then you yeah. get like get your pictures with them. All right, yeah. So that I forgot that those happen sometimes, and like it bears does, and shit yeah. too. Elephant, I touched an elephant a couple of times. Uh, and is there another one? There might be another weird one. Fuck, I don't know. Oh, monkeys. I touched a bunch of monkeys because those guys are assholes. So yeah, that'd be cool. I would have a good like arsenal if I, I would, if I had these powers. I would have like a bunny, a cat, a puppy, a horse, and like that would probably be the extent of it. I would have shit for animals. Man, a frog, a toad. Okay. Fish. Yeah, I would have a frog. Uh, may, have you ever touched the fish though? Dolphin. Yeah, I've what? touched fish before. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know if I've They're ever gross. touched a, like a live them. fish. Wait, they have to be alive? Oh, I I don't know. Do they have to be? Can I kill them first? I wonder if that would. I don't know. What is that? So I was also curious. So like, okay. these assholes wouldn't touch all the different animals. But like when Marco turns into the gorilla, why can't the others all just touch gorilla Marco? Because they're technically touching a gorilla at that point. Would that not work as well? I th- I feel like that would be circumventing the rules somehow. I I wouldn't expect that to work because it's like this is a copy of a gorilla. You can't like copy a copy. Mm. Okay, because that was that was one of my big questions as well. I was like, that would be easier at least. Yeah, but oh. but back back to <laughs> okay. the fuck Toby. All right, this okay. dumb twat. He all right. So he goes to Cassie's barn and he touches a owl and a fucking hawk. He just starts flying, and he gets addicted to it as if it was fucking heroin. He's like, oh, I can't stop flying. I fucking love the air beneath my wings. I'm free as a bird, literally. Oh, it's so cool. And this fucking retarded twat motherfucker refuses to go to the zoo with them to touch all the other cool animals to absorb their Mm -hmm. animals. He's like, oh, I'm just going to stick with a fucking lame-ass hawk. Fuck you, Toby. You're worthless, dude. It would be cool to fly around, though. He's got a plane. That would be awesome. But not when, like, we're getting ready for war against an alien race, 
Well, I'm going to grab every fucking animal I'll ever known to mankind, touch every one of them so that I can do whatever the fuck I need to, in no matter what the situation. Like, you want as many options as possible in this. You don't want just yeah. to be nailed down to one fucking twatty little animal like a hawk. Fuck right off. Who right, cares if yeah. you can read people's phones from afar, you dumb fuck? Well, that's pretty fun. God, everything, <laughs> everything about Toby's logic just pisses me off. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, Toby um, was the least popular uh, character in the reviews as well. So everybody hates Toby. I guess they changed him from the fucking whatever, the book. But Toby, he he looks like he's going to be a school shooter and stuff. And like his backstory is pretty funny. He's like, yeah, my parents don't give a fuck. Like I can like literally just be a hawk for the rest of my life and they wouldn't <laughs> notice. And, and that's like, kind of what happens. So I just, was raised by my yeah, grandma. Okay. She doesn't know I'm there ever. I'll just yeah. live as a bird. It's cool. Yeah. And he Marco, does that. That's what he does. I do like the one cool thing about Marco's jokes was he was making fun of Toby for being such a fucking loser as well. <laughs> so good for you, Marco, on that one. Yeah. But like they animated him in such a similar fashion to the Rachel girl. Half the time when they would show either of them, I couldn't tell which one was which. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a real problem with that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, they had the same hair. It was uh pretty lazy. And then another thing about morphing that I never really it didn't occur to me is like the bone cracking sounds they keep writing in. It's like, Oh, that's pretty gross. I don't want to think about the bone cracking sounds. I never thought about the sound of morphing. It sounds painful. Like even, even the one kid, Jake, when uh, Toby first morphs in front of him, talks about how gross it sounds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, like that's what they were doing at first. They're just turning into cats and dogs and stuff. That's pretty funny. It's also weird. Like how, uh, like Cassie, and Rachel like figure out how to morph with like a swimsuit on, which seems weird. Like, why would that work? It's like, oh, as long as you're wearing tight clothes, you uh, you you'll, they'll morph with you. Yeah, you just but, can't wear outerwear like jackets. Yeah, you can't wear like baggy school shooter clothes like Tobias, <laughs> and expect it because Tobias is like naked in half the scenes he's in. So if you like naked. Uh, I don't know how old are they like 14 years old 14 year old boys uh, this is your book yeah I guess just is. the first volume though because like yeah because he, he's a hawk, is a hawk. yeah he's a hawk now forever because he's because he stayed in that hawk form for his two hour limit or above the two hour limit it's a number one rule get yourself a time stop and watch like uh, yeah Pentecost <laughs> from uh, Nightman yeah that's what you need it is weird that there's only a two hour limit. Yeah. I don't understand. So like the entire fucking thing that cunt Tobias just keeps pushing it as close as he can to the two hour window. But yeah. like they finally like force him to come back and like change back so he doesn't get fucked over when they're on the beach during the cult thing. And he comes yeah. back and he finally changes back into a human form. Why does he not then just immediately change back into Hawk? Like what's the cooldown period like? They never really explained that. Yeah, I don't remember them explaining that in the uh, book either, and I—I uh, I don't think they ever mentioned it. And that's always been something I wondered: like, what? Just change back, just change and change back real quick. Why not just do that? Yeah, because the whole reason he got stuck deal? was because like they go into the big 
like fucking underground lair and he got stuck in the rubble or something after they fucking or no he was hiding in a little crack in a cave or something and he was staying in the bird form but why not just change back into human form for a split second and then immediately back just so you don't fucking fuck yourself yeah that's what i would do i'd be a way better anamorph yeah fuck tobias it's wasted on him he doesn't deserve it yeah it's just if you want to be a bird so bad i know later in the series he like i i don't remember how it happens but somehow he gets the power to morph again Okay. But now his bird form is like his base form. So he can so, just like, and then somehow he can turn into his human form. But if he stays in that for two hours, he'll be stuck as a human. Wait, um, so I don't know how that works, but like, so I, was gonna was, ask, I do remember that from the book. <laughs> so like, can he use his bird hawk talon to touch an animal? And then could he absorb that animal? not touching it with a human hand like can he touch it with like his bird leg would that work for him so he can well, still only morph into he... different animals no i think you have to be in your like original form to do that if you're already if you're morphed into something it doesn't work so but for him it he can do that once he got the power again somehow which i forget how that happened so but what he about... has to like touch that box or whatever again what about things he's already learned how to morph into like his house cat dude can he turn back into that for a little while since he had already learned that power? Like after he gets it again? I don't know. No, no. Like now that he's stuck as a bird, can oh, he really no, switch stuck. between the two? No, he's stuck so as he, a bird. He's stuck as a bird permanently. He can't switch he can't, to anything? He can't morph now. He's just oh, a bird now. I yeah. thought he just couldn't turn back into a human. No, he's he can't morph until he gets the power again. Good. Sucks to be asshole. him. Fuck him. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Yeah, and another fun thing that I remember them doing in the book is like they can just turn into other people too. So if you touch like another person, you can just turn into that person, which is would be great for like all kinds of like illegal activity yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Oh awesome. my god, I would frame the fuck out of everyone. Yeah, it'd be. Oh, great. I would take such gross advantage of I that would, power. I would use that for evil for sure. Holy shit! <laughs> I would be fuck Visser three. I would be the main supervillain of this story if I had that. Yeah, we got to stop DC the God. <laughs> he could be anyone. <laughs> Holy shit! That'd be great. Yeah, I would really like that. Like, there's just nothing stopping you from being a supervillain at that point. It's like you just have to. But it, somehow they don't do that. All right, what else do you have about this? I think that's all I had. So, uh. On page 74. All right. Go back, reread page 74. Those raptor alien things. I didn't write down what the fuck their species was called. It was a really weird title. But yeah. uh, they're they're like the underling henchmen for these fucking geeks. And uh, they're shooting these laser guns and chasing the kids. And there's a, pa- a panel on page 74. Where one of them almost shoots Jake right in the fucking dick. <laughs> I got <laughs> such a funny. fucking kick out of the animators bothering to draw that. <laughs> That's what won me over on this book. I was like, oh, all right. Shooting kids in the dick. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, great books this week. Okay, yeah, yeah. Never mind. This, answer. this okay. question was answered. Earlier on, I was like, Tobias has this quote where he's talking about how They've got the speed of the cheetah and the fucking eyesight of hawks and shit. And that's when I had my question about how the fuck 
Are they getting all these powers from these cool animals when they all they can touch are house pets? Never mind. Right. This this was a way way more fun story than I was expecting it to be. I'll be honest. <laughs> the, the implications are really funny about this, about like what you can like the evil you can do with the powers and like there's a lot of rules. I think it's they have a lot of fun rules with the morphing. So I think that's what makes it fun. It's more fun than Manimal for sure. I don't know what makes it different, but it's definitely more fun. Manimal doesn't have like all those limitations. I think that that's he's broken. It's a broken character. Yeah, you need limitations to make it my, more fun. Exactly. My cat is like he keeps like sticking his paws like under the door. He really wants to get in the studio. He's been sleeping on my podcast studio for like the past week. He likes it in here. It's comfy. Yeah, it is. Let him in. Why are you why are you fucking him out of his room? I know, yeah, I'm such a dick. But okay, I have some uh reviews and these are I have some lengthy reviews. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. Okay, here's the short one. Um the one star bigoted against chickens. So <laughs> page I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I we're gonna try and figure this out. Page 169, Marco says he, quote, smells fried chicken, objectifying a living animal who didn't want to die. I understand the original series did the same, but here in modern times, we should know better. Bigotry against chickens is unacceptable. These are thinking, feeling beings with brain with brains densely packed with self-replicating neurons. The meat industry boils these birds alive, skins them alive to produce enough to meet consumerist demands. I think that was M-E-A-T they wrote. Boycott systemic animal abuse. If you are an Animorphs fan, you already share the values as uh, the same values as veganism. Least harm possible and to care about animals. Eating animals because they're less intelligent is ableism. Legumes are the cheapest food in any store. Only privileged people think being vegan is a privilege. All right, so. What? I, I don't know. It's like the rantings of a crazy person. <laughs> it's it's very bizarre. But yeah, I guess like that Marco saying he smelled fried chicken just really set this person off. Like, I just like how that's all it takes. It's like, oh yeah, I smell fried chicken. You fucking ableist cunt. You, How dare you bigot? Uh, against chickens. I mean, they had Jake in anoli form eat a spider. I'll hear this guy bitching about that. Yeah, that's true. And uh, fucking Tobias was eating mice, clearly. Alive. He was eating mice alive in his bird form. Alright, so that was one. That was a weird one. Um, okay, and then this next review is like it's like six screenshots long. <laughs> But the guy does say some funny stuff in here. So I'm going to try and like skim through this and uh, try to pick out the highlights. All right. This is three stars. An honest review of the Animorphs graphic novel. For some reason, people have been giving this mediocre watered down Animorph story glowing reviews. It's about time somebody told it like it really is. Before I tear into this crap heat, let me say first that it it's an enjoyable enough read. It isn't completely terrible. That said. The art is terrible and childish. 
If you're going to tell me, duh, it's for kids, you can go screw yourself. This isn't Captain Underpants. This is the Animorphs, a realistic and dark story about kids struggling for hope and survival against total enslavement. The art is crap and doesn't fit the narrative whatsoever. Cassie looks terrible. Just because a girl has short hair or is a tomboy doesn't mean they look like boys or are ugly. If I hadn't read the original books, I would have assumed she was a trans boy calling uh, himself Cassie. She's seriously ugly. The original Cassie was clearly a girl and a pretty one at that. This Cassie looks like a pudgy boy with few feminine features. So that was a big problem with this 14-year-old girl isn't hot enough. Did you have a problem with that? Wait, hold on. This is a book series that had no pictures in it, correct? So like, she just painted this picture of her in her own mind, right? Or or is she talking about like bits on the TV series? She was like a attractive child. I think that this person is talking about the image in his own mind, but they did have like cover images with like the characters transforming into something. I could tell the entire time that Cassie was a young lady. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to find like a cover with. Okay, here we go. There's there's a cover of her turning into a horse. Oh, okay. Uh, I found a cover of book number. Do they tell me the number on here? They must. I don't know. Fuck it. But there's a picture of Cassie turning into a horse, and it looks like exactly like the cartoon or the uh, graphic novel. But in his head, she was much hotter. So it's bullshit that they made her not hot. Okay, you gotta gotta yeah, follow make, along. Make these child <laughs> superhero team yeah. members hot. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> I'm pissed that she's not hot too. Pedophiles everywhere are in outrage. Are in outraged because they weren't hot enough characters. Yeah, and Marco's hair is wrong. It's long at this point in the story, and Tobias looks moronic. His hair is supposed to be dirty blonde, but it's just as golden and radiant as Rachel's. It the was radiant. greatest. <laughs> yeah, he was. was right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got some points here. Okay, but yeah, he's very autistic about animorphs. It's, it's pretty crazy. I've never seen this level of autism about animorphs. Um, the greatest sin of this book is trying to modernize the story. Seeing Tobias with an MP3 player and headphones on consistently enrages me to no end. This isn't Tobias. It's a fake imposter. Did Tobias ever use a Walkman in the original series? Dave, what do you think? I assume so. No, he didn't. Oh. Would his negligent relatives have bought him such a device? No. Did he steal it? Certainly not. So he wouldn't have had one. Uh, And even if he did, he wouldn't be one of those brain-dead idiots that walk around with their headphones on at all the time. I mean, he's got the same issue the guy who wrote this novel of a review probably has. It's just headphones, you know, because of his autism, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, probably. It's not connected to anything. Yeah. I didn't notice an MP3 player or anything. I thought it was just just like a CD player or something. I thought it was the sole thing to differentiate him from Rachel. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's honestly the only way I could tell him apart in like 90% of the uh, pictures. Headphones at one and no headphones one. Yeah. Headphones exactly. or earrings. That was the only thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Jake has a PlayStation or something instead of playing the PC games like they did in the canon. 
You know, because kids couldn't possibly know what computer games are, right? So he has a problem with him playing on PlayStation, and he's not PC uh, Master Race in this. Oh, he, I mean, he might be a big gamer, but uh, he had Marco over, so he had to play something that he could use two controllers. Yeah. You can't play dual. You can't play with a friend on the PC at your house. Right. Like that. Right. And like, who gives a shit if he's playing on a PC or on a PlayStation? Does it, I, don't, I feel like that really doesn't matter. Getting the same thing, getting the same thing out of it. And I'm all right. So wait, so Marco at the very beginning of the story in the books has long hair, and this guy's complaint is that he had like cool, short hair. spiky hair in this. Right. Yeah. Oh, so he has like Tobias length hair. Yeah, I guess. I don't remember those. I don't remember that detail. I'm I'm not I'm not this autistic. I don't really remember. Mm. All right, Shoot. and then he talks about the uh, the red noses that the characters had, which uh, I guess that was kind of weird. I did notice the red noses. I, I don't really understand that. I didn't notice anyone's nose. Okay, they had noses and they were red. Oh, cool. Yeah, from drunkenness. Yeah, I hope so. All right, and then says the action is toned down. Um, all right, the aliens look dumb. The Andalites are okay until you notice they're fat, bulbous monstrosities. Unless they're saying that Andalites are perpetually pregnant, but only in the hindquarters area. Th- this is dumb, dumb, dumb. So I guess Jesus. like the horse part is pregnant looking. So if how dare this guy body shame these fucking fat I, I alien know. guys who are dying? It's funny, yeah. What in the fuck? Who cares? Where actually this this brings up a good question. If an Andalite is pregnant, would it be pregnant in well, I guess a centaur or anything, really. Where where would it be pregnant? In the human belly or the horse belly? I mean they combine into one. Like it flows from like human half into horse half. Right? And then I guess. So it's only one stomach. Yeah, I guess so. These are aliens. They probably, like, carry their young in their fucking hindquarters, for all we know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, And then the next one about the the other aliens. The hork bajur look like Deathclaws from Fallout, but with Down syndrome and wearing random uh, shoulder pads that the real hork bajur would never use. The taxons look like gross slugs instead of wicked, sinister centipedes. Uh, You aren't scared or fascinated by them like you were in the real books. You're bored because they look like chubby anime versions that pose no real threat. uh, This one has got to be in his head. I can't imagine that they actually put these things on covers, right? They don't seem like a cover uh, creature, right? You want to... The covers were always like one of the people like morphing into an animal and they have like the transition thing. The Hork, the Hork Bajors are the ones that I didn't write down the name of. I just call them the Velociraptors. Right. Yeah. They kind of have like beaks and stuff. They change things that were perfectly fine in the original books. Things like what the characters said or who said them. Uh, this kind of tampering was a totally unnecessary and unwarranted alteration from the original manuscript. It's not so a copy. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Dude. I know. It's really fucked, man. This guy's crazy. Um, 
They added this idiotic addition to the acquiring process where the entranced animals have unnecessary swirls over their eyes. Seriously, how did this book get approved? The book is in quotes as well, so it's uh, not really a book. Um, Between the editors and the original authors, somebody should have squashed these kind of asinine ideas, especially the guy that adapted the book, who should have known better than to add hokey crap uh, to this semi-serious sci-fi epic he was um, entrusted with. Wow, this guy is really pissed off about this book. <laughs> his, his next paragraph starts with, well, we're nitpicking, which uh, has been this entire thing. <laughs> um, Applegate and Grant uh, get their names on the cover before... I don't care about the authors. Um, yes. Like the... Creators of the comic, yeah, it have makes their sense. names on it. The writers of the fucking series will get credited elsewhere on like the main first page. You don't credit them on the fucking cover of the comic, you dumb cunt. Well, should have maybe he should have, or shouldn't have. Whatever he's saying, I agree with whatever he's whatever side he's on. Um, okay, on to some positive things, just so that people reading this won't think I'm just being mean for no reason. <laughs> Jake, Uh, Rachel, and Marco look fine, (laughs) with the exception of his hair being wrong. Marco is fine. The morphing looks fine, but not that great, even though people have been praising it for being amazing. It's not that outstanding, despite the fact that they pull punches and cut out things that were just standard in the real books. It's adequate. I, I don't know what he's talking about there. Cut out things that were just standard. Okay. The takeaway here is that this is not the same masterpiece uh, remaster. It's a just okay adaptation that is uh, ultimately inferior to the original series and entirely superfluous. If you're reading this as an adult that read the series as a child, skip it and reread the originals. If you're planning on buying this for a child in your life, They'll enjoy it, but you'd be shortchanging them big time. Don't insult their intelligence by providing them with this watered-down cash grab. Buy them copies of the original series. Okay. So, long-ass review, but I think he had some he had some good points. Yeah, fair arguments. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Cassie that's wasn't pretty, hot enough. Right, that's, that's a big takeaway. So, hopefully that uh, helped you understand the books and where it came from too i now know the fandom yeah which is good yeah all right so that's animorphs good stuff what do you want to read for next week animorphs volume two all right fuck yeah because i completely forgot to look for something oh okay i almost did now i'm plus now i'm hooked now now you're in okay we'll keep reading animorphs um, I'm going to bring in the Punisher 2099. Again? Didn't we read that one already? Did we? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Did we read Punisher 90, 2099? Oh, maybe uh, Maybe not. I have no, no idea. No, those. Uh, okay, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the Cosmic Punisher or whatever that was. Oh, yeah. Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's this is different. This is Punisher 2099. Totally different. Yeah. All right, and then more Nightman, of course, the Hell on Wheels episode. One, Very one more thing about that uh, main battle at the underground cave thing. Oh, I yeah. I do like when Rachel turned into the elephant, 
And she killed the guy who was the vice principal. I like how she had that big splatter of blood on her face, her elephant trunk, the rest of the battle. That was cool. Yeah, it was. Cassie wasn't hot enough. Yeah, she really wasn't. She has to be hotter. Hopefully, hopefully, she's hopefully hotter they improve the that volume, volume too. Yeah. They took this criticism to heart from this guy, the super fan. <laughs> yeah, the super fan. <laughs> super creep motherfucker pedophile. I know, that guy's awesome. That guy's so funny. Okay, so join us next week for that. And in the meantime, follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. I'm at Tisti the God. Follow us at Giraffes HPT Pod on Facebook and Twitter, SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Mir for the music, and Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. See you next week. Bye. Recently, I guess the word of the year or something from uh, Oxford Dictionary is goblin mode, which apparently is oh. an official like phrase now. Okay, that's the thing they have on a bunch of their like merchandise and T-shirts and shit. Whoa, so that's weird. It is weird. So it's like beast mode, but for goblins, but better. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I saw that um, trailer for that Transformers movies with with uh, Beast Wars in it. Yeah, did you see that one? I did. It's exciting. I'll watch this one. It didn't look like they had the uh, the T Rex uh, Megatron in it though. They Since they have to though, right? Like he's got to be in there. He he must be because they didn't show any of the bad guys in that one. So they must be saving it for the movie. Oh, yeah, you don't want to give everything away for free. That makes sense. Yeah. I started playing uh, Resident Evil 4 uh, VR. There's a VR version that's fucking awesome. You're actually, like, pulling the gun out of the holster and stuff and reloading. It's fucking cool. Hmm. Uh, It's exactly what VR should be. It's really good. It's surprisingly good. Then that remake's going to come out, and I will have just played it, so I'm going to ruin that for sure. But it's pretty awesome. I'm enjoying it a lot. Well, that's good. Yeah. Also got um, Sonic Frontiers from Gamefly. That game's pretty weird for a Sonic game. So it's like open world and you have to do all this like weird, goofy stuff uh, in between levels. Yeah, it's very strange, but it's pretty fun. But it's like you have to collect all this shit. It's really weird. It's like I haven't had to... It's like a 90s game where you like have to go around and collect all these different fucking stupid items to like go to the next fucking thing or whatever. But it's fun though. It's fun to run around. I don't know why Sonic games all have to be like because it's still like janky like a Sonic game, but I don't know. They do there's a lot done right with it. So it's pretty cool. This is the newest Sonic game. Yeah. Do you hear about that uh Marvel Midnight Suns? Did you see anything about that? Yeah, I saw the trailer.
like I saw in the uh, reviews, there's like a friendship system, like Stardew Valley, where like you have to try and like get all the uh, superheroes to like you as a friend. Like I saw this one thing where you have to go like fishing with Blade and talk about vampire what? movies. No yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Or you like read books with Dr. Strange or something. All right. I'll, I'll get this game now. I guess I know, that, that alone funny. has convinced me. <laughs> and like, the main... <laughs> with Blade. Holy I know. Fuck. I really want to play it's, it. Just hearing oh, that. It's like the final fantasy with the boy band guys. My favorite final yeah. fantasy. The only one I've played. It's except, awesome. Yeah. It looks it's cool. Blade, so it's better. Yeah. Me and Daywalker. <laughs> so like the, the main character you're, you're, playing as a create a character like it's your self-insert character so you just talk to all the different characters and try to be friends with them i guess like you can't bang any of them like you can in stardew valley so like that part kind of sucks but it's just for like like friendship but with no benefits this is not the impression i got from the trailer that i saw really i thought you were like one of i thought you just it was like a, a x amount of roster and you just pick whichever one of those characters and you play yeah i didn't realize you have a create your own guy there there's like a whole so i guess there's like a battle thing and then there's a whole like uh go around and try to like make friends like bring up your friendship levels with the different characters and shit so it's like the two two things going on wow but it's pretty cool yeah I, i kind of i'm interested in it now after like hearing about that i'm like what the fuck I had zero interest in this game. I know. Same here. Just now learning about this. Yeah. Now, now this is the number one thing I want. I want to play it more than God of War now. Yeah. Fuck God of War. That's old news. It's at the top of my uh, network. Fucking whatever it is. Gamefly. Yeah. It's awesome. (laughs) So yeah, I'm excited to play that. Oh, I hope one of them you get to like exchange recipes with and cook like you do with the other boy band guy. No, you probably will. Fuck yeah, it's like gotta me be, and right? the Hulk are gonna like fucking camp out and make eggs and shit. Yeah, awesome. Oh, dude, this is just Final Fantasy VII, the boy band one, but with Marvel <laughs> characters, and I'm so in. Yeah, it sounds it sounds cool. I, I do really want to play that one. I just wish you could try to bang the characters, though. Yeah, get a hand jibber from uh, Hulk. From, from, from Monster Blade, Balls. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the fun part about Stardew Valley is like you try to get everyone, you try to bang like everybody that you can. I've never played that one. It's fun. You like have a farm and then you like give weird gifts to people until they bang you. (laughs) So you, (laughs) you leverage your uh, crops in exchange for sexual favors from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. (laughs) You like build this farm and like, if you give, you have to like, know what each person likes because like if you give them something that they don't like they're just like i I hate this gift they just like they're very blunt with you about like how they (laughs) feel about the gifts or like if they or they're like oh that's weird that you gave me this like why are you giving me this gift it's the thought that counts you motherfucker i know they don't they don't subscribe to that at all it's like i literally give you gifts every day like they can't all be winners like i have to give you a gift every day or three times a week, or whatever. Wait, you the fuck have it is. to give them gifts every day. You don't have to do anything in this game, but if you want to bang all the characters, then yes, you do. I mean, I assume that's the entire point of the game is to bang everyone you can, right? Well, there's like you build a farm too, and then you like go in the mine and fight monsters. Yeah, but that's, and stuff. that's, that's there's, like there's a minor a side on. story. Yeah, it's a, the, the fun part point, is the banging characters. Get your dick yeah. wet. 
Right, right. That's the fun part. And you can be like gay if you want to. It's awesome. Like that's what I want in this Marvel game. Yeah, I want to play green. Wanna... Fuck every yeah. single character. <laughs> That'd be cool. I don't think I can't imagine they'll let you do that. Well, you have Luke to be your Cage own character. Me. <laughs> the hardest cock in the Marvel universe. Fuck yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna penetrate this cock. 